And to get into the game, to be accepted into BRICS, you have to bring gold to the table. So to be a part of BRICS, you have to bring gold to the table. So these countries are all bringing copious amounts of gold, and they're going to roll out this new ledger that's supposed to build trust between the organ between the countries. But basically, it's a gold-backed central bank digital currency. So you have three bad things that would happen at one time. One. There are so many supplements out there, it's confusing what's best for optimizing your health. Beyond getting your basic nutrition, if there's one vital ingredient for optimal health, it's carbon 60. Why? Because carbon 60 is the world's most effective supplement at reducing inflammation and increasing longevity. Inflammation is a major contributing factor of almost all disease, including Alzheimer's, asthma, cancer, heart disease, obesity, and COVID vaccine injury. If you are serious about your health, try Carbon 60. Be careful though, not all Carbon 60 supplements are equal. I recommend Carbon 60 by Live Longer Labs, the scientists who first brought you Carbon 60 that was suitable for human consumption. They were also first to bring you Carbon 60 in pill form, first to incorporate black seed oil and curcumin, and first to incorporate frequency technology that gives you full spectrum health. You can be confident that you will be buying the absolute best. Buy or learn more with the link below or go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Clay Clark rejoining the program. He hasn't been on in a long time. And we finally, we had a really hard time getting scheduled and they've been wanting to come back and we, we got it scheduled. And, you know, I think this is the best interview that we, the best that he's done on my show. I think this is a very enlightening, really good conversation that I have with him. And I hope you enjoy this. We're going to talk about a lot of different things and of course his reawakening tour, but I wanted to get past that and talk about a lot of other things. And so I think we did that. I think this was really good and you're going to learn a lot in this conversation. And I asked him some straight questions about what his uh, tour was about as well. I don't know what the media is doing and, and some questions that people have on that. So I hope you get a lot out of this. Before I get into that interview, I want to remind you about getting gold and silver, because we're going to talk about it in this uh, show. The fact that dollars are at risk. Our fiat currency is at risk. People are going to be putting, he explains it really well, by the way, how, why dollars are going to be returning to the United States and how that process happens. And as that happens, our dollar will be going down in value. But if you want to keep the value of your assets, of what you had in dollars by getting gold and silver, especially now that the BRICS nations announced, this was announced on Russian television, that it, it their new currency will be gold back. And the majority of the countries in the world are moving towards the BRICS nations. There's a point where this is all going to cross over. The World Economic Forum is supporting this, even though it doesn't seem like, you know, it seems like we're at war with China and all this stuff. No, the World Economic Forum and these big central banks really seem to be supporting this process. Or, as I say in the interview, I think there's like two groups here fighting at the globalist level and I don't know who's going to end up winning, but it sure the heck looks like China and Russia and the BRICS nations 
in the end may end up winning because the majority of the countries are moving in that direction. And to protect yourself, you want to have gold and silver. And to do that, I recommend going to Miles Franklin. And why? Because they have the best prices in the country. That's a guarantee from them to me. And you will get absolutely excellent service. So I recommend looking at your IRAs, maybe putting some of that, getting, getting yourself set up now. You do not have much more time. Okay. So remember info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent you and you will get those best prices in the country and you will always get the greatest service. Okay. My conversation and interview with Clay Clark. Hi, Clay. Welcome to the, welcome back to the show. Well, hey, thank you for carving out time for me, and I'm excited to be interrogated by you. Well, I don't know how much I'm going to interrogate, but I'm going to tell you how special you are. My son's getting married today, and um, I, you're, I'm doing this on his wedding day, so that's how special you are, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I'm just proud of him. It's, it's a fun day today. But let's get into what you have going on. You have your great awakening tour and you, I, I want to talk a little bit about this because it's kind of turned into a life of its own, but you've also been a victim of media smear jobs. They want to make it out to be this far right, uh, wacko kind of thing. What do you say to that? Well, um, the way that the, the Bible is written, and, and again, I'm going to quote the Bible or reference the Bible. I encourage everyone to read it. Please don't uh, take my interpretation. But Matthew 5, 10 through 11 states, uh, blessed are ye who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Blessed are ye who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Um, so I, I try to share the truth at all times without compromise. That's what I, that's what I try to do. Um, and I say, what do you mean I try to do? Oh, well, there are times where I'm I'm on a show. And the host of the show, not your show, but some of the shows will say, hey, don't talk about uh, what's inside the shots because I'm on YouTube and I don't want to be banned. Or don't talk about, you know, RNA modifying nanotech or don't talk about CBDCs or don't talk about the bricks. And that's a challenge, but I also want to respect the host. And so I don't talk about things. But sometimes it's hard to see how things fit together if you don't understand how CBDCs connect to the Great Reset, connect to the... So, um, you know, I, I look at it as my job is to be as unfiltered as the host will let me be. And I really have not no desire. I have no desire to do this to make friends, uh, to, to you know, regain popularity. In fact, our, our podcast before all this, it's called the Thrive Time Show uh, podcast. It was a business podcast. We had hit number one on iTunes six times out of every podcast in the world, six times. And uh, I did that, and it was so ridiculous, and, and may, may God forgive me for this, but I always said I would never talk about religion or politics. And so I would interview people like Wolfgang Puck and John Maxwell and, you know, just talk about how to grow a business, how to manage a team. And I was known as the controversial business host because I would say stuff like fire people that are not willing to do what is required to do their job. You know, fire people that won't do a good sure. job. People I don't know why that's controversial, but. I advocated firing people or, you know, I would say, um, you know, you know, just very just black and white about it. And uh, so anyway, so since that time, we've been kicked off a lot of platforms, but I've met a lot of great people like you. And so I find that every time I lose somebody in my life, I meet a person like you who's willing to do an interview on the day of her son's wedding. So, again, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> to meet like you and I'm also um, not worried about unmeeting a lot of people. Well, it just, it comes with the territory, right? I mean, getting smeared for something. I mean, you have to have that thick skin, but I wanted to ask you because you have, it has been recast 
the tour, the, the conference has been recast as something that I don't think that's what it is. I think it's appealing to anybody who just wants to go and learn the truth, whether you're religious or not, because it does have a religious tone, which is far, or not should say religious, religious isn't the right word as a God based tone. But you, you guys are really focused. You're getting people from all ends of the political spectrum and you're focused on just let's get to the truth. I don't care what you, you know, what your religious bent is or what you believe. I want to know the truth on what's really going on. Is that an accurate statement? Well, um, yeah, yes. Let me explain this to you. But um, so when the when the COVID lockdowns initially began, um, I'm a very pragmatic person. OK, so I'm I'm very my mantra, my motto, my thing is I gather the facts, then I act. So my wife, who I love, and I would say this if she was present. So I pray for my wife out there because she's stuck with me sometimes. OK, we've been married 23 years. She says to me, what are we going to do for, you know, what, what are we going to do with COVID? Like, what are we going to do? And I was thinking, what do you mean, what are we going to do? She said, what are we going to do? We were driving in the car. She was driving. I was in the passenger seat, which is safer for our family. So we're in the suburban and uh, we're passing a quick trip convenience store. And she says, what are we going to do with COVID? And I, and I said, and I didn't probably say it as nicely as I should. I said, well, well nothing. And she said, why? And I said, because I, I feel the need to do nothing related to COVID. You know, and this was before the lockdowns. Well, yeah. she kept asking and my clients kept asking, what are we going to do with COVID? So I spent, I told my wife, I said, Vanessa, I would like to go do a deep dive, which is code for I go to my man cave and I do research. When I did my research, I came back with the following non-religious facts. One, the models that said 2.2 million people would, would die from COVID, they were false. They were funded by Bill Gates, okay? So then I found that the PCR tests, the polymerase chain reaction tests, the COVID test, you're, COVID's so deadly, you have to take a test to see if you have it, that test. Um, they were created by a guy named Kerry Mullis, and Kerry Mullis has said out loud that his tests can easily be misused, miscalibrated to inflate the positive cases. And by the way, he died shortly before the pandemic in a kind of an odd way. And then COVID is 100% treatable with hydroxychloroquine. This is on the website of the NIH before the lockdowns. I also found that the system and method for testing for COVID-19, everyone should look that up. It, this is the actual keyword you type into Google. System and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015. The actual patent for the system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015. So with that information, I thought, What's I'll just tell my on? clients. So, yeah. So I told my clients, hey, listen, Mr. Pizzeria, you know, Mr. Uh, real estate company, Mr. You know, landscaper, lawyer, attorney, home builder. And I have clients in all 50 states. I mean, I have them all over the country and I think maybe 45 of the states or something. So all my clients are going, OK, so you're saying the models are false. PCR tests are false. Treatments are real. I said, yeah. Furthermore, it's a plan called the Great Reset. And I said it on my podcast and I got one of these strikes oh, on sure. iTunes. Yeah. Like and all the rest like, of us. Yeah, and I'm thinking, why would this is before the lockdowns? I'm thinking, why would I get a strike? That's kind of weird. Anyway, long story short, um, I told my wife if they ever did a lockdown in Tulsa, I would sue the mayor of Tulsa and turn our building into a church. And that's what I did. And so now today, if you go to rumble.com and you look for a remnant church on Rumble, uh, our church, which I'm not the pastor of, uh, don't get scared, folks, but I, that, that church where we bring in other pastors to preach the word of God every Thursday, it now reaches almost 20,000 people every Thursday. And uh, since that time, I've become very good friends with, you know, General Flynn and Cash Patel and people like yourself. And it really is just 
as a result of not capitulating to the Great Reset narrative. Now, I do believe the end rule, the end uh, motivation of Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari and, and these people is very uh, nefarious and very Luciferian. Uh, I believe that's their motive is a very much a global control thing. Um, but the facts that I share are not related to any particular religion. They're just facts. Yeah, that's the the point we're trying to get at. And so it, it's just a, a learning tool for people to figure out what the heck is going on because it all there's so many people that woke up during COVID. I, I had the fortunate situation where I had the foundation before COVID happened. Obviously, it was, wow, they actually did what we thought they were going to, you know, we were talking about this stuff, but we just had no idea. I mean, it's just weird when they actually do what they claim they were trying to do there by no means are they done this is the let me ask you this if these people aren't held accountable we don't find them responsible for this they aren't held accountable they're all still in their same positions what's gonna happen well, uh, it's your son's wedding day today, so I'll try to get an optimistic appraisal of the situation. Uh, is I believe that um, Jim Rickards is a very reasonable person, and uh, he it's R I C K A R A R D S. So Jim Rickards, R I C K A R D S. He is a host uh, uh, or a frequent guest on the Robert Kiyosaki podcast. It's the Rich Dad Poor Dad podcast. Yep. Yep. Which I yep. Listen to one for my business world, and he was asked on July fourteenth, so that would be yesterday what you just asked me and because people respect Jim Rickards more than they respect me, I'm going to play it. Let's audio clip briefly. And I want people to listen to what he says. If we don't have to guess the date, we, I can tell you the days, August 22nd, 2023, about two months from where we are now. Um, it's a BRICS summit. It's in Durban, South Africa. Uh, the Chris BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. So that's what the BRICS are. Um, and they have a rotating presidency. So South Africa is the president. Yaron Fosa is the president of the BRICS this year. And he's hosting this summit in Durban, South Africa. So people go, ah, yeah, BRICS have been around forever. They've been meeting, yakking, whatever. Who cares? Well, here's what's different. Number one, this is a leader's summit, meaning Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, uh, Lula da Silva, Prime Minister Modi, and President Yaron Fosa are all going to be there in person. But they have 190 BRICS meetings a year. I mean, this is a very mature organization at this point. They'll do, they have a sports committee. They have a women's rights committee. They have a human rights committee. They have an immigration committee, a banking, finance, and many, many others. So this is very active. They've built, uh, see, I, I studied this closely. I wrote an article about it, uh, a long article. Uh, and that's what's what's summarized in your uh, in, in your uh, in your video. Here it goes. Um, but they've been working on this since 2006. And they created the new development bank, the NDB. Well, it's an exact clone of the World Bank, except it's controlled by the BRICS. Then they created something called the Contingency Reserve Asset, which is an exact clone of the IMF. It's a swing lender, so you're, you know, you're in uh, uh, running a, a, a balance of payments deficit. You got to run on the bank. Your currency's under attack. They can give you billions of dollars in loans to until you can make some policy changes and then kind of prop it up. But that's why, that's why the IMF was invented, and that's what this is. So they've cloned the World Bank. They've cloned the IMF. They've got all these committees. They've been meeting for 17 years at this point. Uh, and now they're ready to unveil. Again, this will be the biggest shock in the international monetary system since 1971, when Richard Nixon suspended redemptions of dollars for gold among our trading partners. That was the shock, of course, um, but that's the kind of magnitude we're looking at. What the BRICS are going to do, they're going to unveil a new currency. 
There it is. They're going to unveil a new currency. So the U.S. dollar enjoys what's called the reserve the world's reserve currency status. Many of your listeners know that, uh, but basically we've been the world's reserve currency. And since 1971, America's operated off of the gold standard because Richard Nixon uh, took us off the gold standard per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger and Klaus Schwab in 1971 started the World Economic Forum per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger. And we introduced the petrodollar around the early 1970s per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger. So America has enjoyed the status as the world's reserve currency where we can weaponize our currency and wield power and we can import everything and export nothing. And whenever we have a problem with our budget, we can just print more money. That's about ready to end as Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa introduce a programmable central bank digital currency, which will be attached to and connected to a central bank digital currency based and controlled by what's called the New Development Bank. It's based in Shanghai, China, controlled by Shanghai, China, the New Development Bank. And they've already beta tested this and prototyped it and worked out the kinks in Shanghai, China, with their population of 1.3 billion people. So you're going to see the introduction of programmable central bank digital currency attached to a social credit score system. Well, that's kind of scary. Uh, but I did get, uh, I think it was last Friday, Russian television announced that there was going to be, they're going to do it a gold, it's going to be gold back. And so I expect the summit, they're going to officially announce that it's going to be gold backed. There has been an others group that's the size of institutions. Usually it's just two big, huge groups, institutions that buy it and then gold dealers that buy gold and silver and do it. But there's been this others group since 2018 that is as big as institutional buyers and or bigger. It's like you wouldn't normally be able to do that because that's cornering the market. I mean, you can't buy that much silver or gold, but they've been doing it since 2018. And now they announced the gold back currency or Russia television did, which means it's a pretty much official. And but that tells me that, and I want to hear your opinion on this. I've been covering this a lot. I have Andy Sheckman on, who also goes on uh, Kawasaki, the rich man, poor man show often. But he he was um, he was saying, you know, this is the the first time in history that are in our lifetimes, not history, in our lifetimes that the fiat currency is actually going to be challenged. But in order for this to have occurred you know, where they're buying this much, that means the Western globalists and these people who own these central, you know, banks and the 13 families, that they have to know about this and they have to be behind it. Or that's what this war is about. What do you think? Well, um, I'm going to, I'm going to toss out the war because I think you're more qualified to talk about the war um, than I am. I really do believe that. Um, but I do know a lot about currency, a lot about it, currency. And I do know a lot of, so what's, what you see now, is um, fiat means currency via decree. That's what it means, currency via decree. So um, the world, a lot of the world, I'm just going to pick up an example, like the Philippines. Um, a lot of people, if you, if I, I call this the what are you wearing audit. If everybody after today's show, you go look at what you wear or what's in your closet and look at the tags of the shoes and the shirts and the blouses and the socks and the whatever and see where the stuff was made, okay? Then go to your kitchen and look around, look at the bottom of the refrigerator, the back of it, see where it was made, look at the microwave, look at the TV, look at the remote, look at the blender, look at everything that you own and ask yourself, where was that made? Now, what I'd like to do is I'd challenge your listeners, find something that you have in your home today made in Oklahoma. That's where I live. Just find it. And when you find it, tell me about it. But look for it. And when you look for it, you're going to start to go, oh, no, it's all made in China or the Philippines or someplace not here. 
And what we do as a country is we, and I, I'm not apologizing for it. This is just a fact. We've been able to use the U.S. dollar. People that are not, I mean, I had no decision-making input here, but we've been able to use the dollar to buy these things. So like one of my wonderful clients right now, he has a business that's an IT-related business. And I don't know if this is a good or bad story, Sarah, but he's very successful. And he called me about three, three four years ago, and he said, I'm going to export almost all my team to the Philippines. So as people move on through attrition or people decide to go take another job, I'm not going to replace them with Americans, and I'm going to replace them with Philippines. And I go, Phil Filipinos. And I go, okay, and what are you going to pay? And these are people that were making 70000 a year, sixty a year in the U.S. I know. He's like, I'm going to pay them like 15000 And I said, really? This is a very professional guy, does very well. So he's exported nearly every job he has. So a little more than half of his staff is not based in the United States. And he pays them like one-fourth of what he would pay them if they lived in the U.S. And that's because the strength of the U.S. dollar. If the dollar is rejected by the world. So if the world, if, if Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, which by the way, folks, that's 41% of the earth's population. So I'm just being very clear. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, that's 41% of the earth's population. They are about ready to be joined by the likes of Turkey, Iran, Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, etc. They're going to, we're now, we're now going to have 70% of the earth's population that is loyal to a programmable central bank digital currency. And to get into the game, to be accepted into BRICS, you have to bring gold to the table. So to be a part of BRICS, you have to bring gold to the table. So these countries are all bringing copious amounts of gold, and they're going to roll out this new ledger that's supposed to build trust between the, between the countries. But basically, it's a gold-backed central bank digital currency. So you have three bad things that would happen at one time. One is that they would introduce a gold-backed currency, which means it immediately would have more money than the U.S. dollar because it's currently $2,000 for every one ounce of gold. So that's, that's a little crazy. Second is these countries would all begin to what would be called de-dollarize. So I encourage everyone to look this up today. Please don't believe me, folks. Look up Iraq. Iraq has recently banned the use of the U.S. dollar. So in Iraq today, there's 4,000 denarii equals every one U.S. dollar. So for every one U.S. dollar, it takes you 4,000 Iraqi denarii. And they just banned the use of the dollar. Now, just to be clear, if you lived in Iraq, I don't know if people know this, over 90% of their economy is conducted via cash. So in America, we might have, what, 4 or 5% of our economy that's conducted via cash. Most people use credit cards or electronic payments. In Iraq, nearly every transaction is done via cash, and they just banned cash. So what are you going to do with your cash if you live in Iraq? You're like, uh, I think I want to trade that in for my denarii or, or whatever the currency is. So you want to go to the bank and trade it in. And we're, this is this would be wild. So one, if you have a gold-backed currency, that would devalue the dollar. Two, if you have countries that reject the dollar, that's a little crazy. And then three is oil. Oil. Turns out energy makes the world go round. And uh, America, because of Joe Biden's intentionally uh, uh, non-pro-America policies, remember remember Joe Biden was the keynote speaker at the World Economic Forum in 2016. So Joe Biden was the keynote speaker at the World Economic Forum in 2016. He now has reduced America's ability to provide itself with energy. Under Trump, we were energy independent. Now we're not. And so now we'll be energy dependent. We'll have a dollar that's worth virtually nothing. And then we're going to have countries that don't want to receive the dollar in exchange for the goods that they export. So we are going to face a really, really tough situation very soon. Well, and don't you think based on their behavior, like you're just laying out here, 
that they're doing this on purpose. And so oh. I always, I get confused. I'm going to be honest. And I think everybody that I've talked to is, are they for China or against China? Are they trying to destroy our country or are they not? I mean, it seems like there's two factions of globalists. One are with the Chinese, one are against them, and there's a fight going on. Well, I do know that Premier Li uh, is sort of like the right-hand man of Xi Jinping. So Xi Jinping is that of China. And his right-hand man is Premier Lee. You know, so you saw the lockdowns in China where they welded people into their homes to stop the quote-unquote spread of COVID. You know, the re-education camps, the forced organ harvesting. The guy who's been all that, that is Premier Lee. So Klaus Schwab just hosted a World Economic Forum Summit in China where he praised Premier Lee. And then Premier Lee went on a 30-minute presentation that was conducted, and it's it's, transcri it's transcribed. So the entire presentation is transcribed. You can watch it on YouTube right now by typing in Premier League World Economic Forum 2023. You'll see, I made I, I made myself watch it the other day. It's crazy. But Premier Lee then talks about how basically China is going to be taking a, a, an authority lead, a authority role in the world's economy, and it's now time for the whole world to work together. Now, remember, um, just to put this in people's minds, Klaus Schwab, uh, has said openly that he, the World Economic Forum, was behind helping to introduce what's called the Club of Rome report. And the Club of Rome report, which came out in 1971-72, talked about dividing the earth into 10 economic regions with one leadership role there. So that's what's going on. And then for anybody who um, is not a big fan of the Bible, I want to just walk you through this real quick because this is a, this is what got me into the Bible. Was uh, I, For the first 38 years of my life, I didn't read the Bible very much, although I was raised in a Christian home, and that's because I don't understand the, the religion. I, I understand the Bible. I understand God. I don't understand the religion of thou shalt donate to pastor and then thou shalt allow thou pastor to have a Maserati while I, I am poor. Because I grew up in a poor home, so I know I didn't do well with the whole prosperity gospel where – Everybody gives money to the Maserati driving pastor, and then all of a sudden we're getting rich. I, I couldn't find that in the Bible. So Revelation chapter 16 from the Bible states, this is Revelation chapter 12, 16 verse 12. Revelation chapter 16 verse 12 says, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, that the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like dragons come out of the mouth what? I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. I'll repeat it again. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Um, have you noticed that Yuval Noah Harari, the top advisor for Klaus Schwab, showed up on the main stage at the exact time that the Euphrates River dried up? And he's referred to as the prophet. Obama, Zuckerberg, Gates, MIT, Stanford, Harvard, they all refer to him as the prophet. They love this guy. And he's calling humans hackable animals. He's saying, ideally, COVID makes surveillance go under the skin. Uh, this is a guy who wants to, quote, unquote, upgrade humans into gods. And he's advocating for the introduction of programmable central bank digital currencies. And this is the guy who didn't really show up on the main stage until the Euphrates River dried up. So if I had to give you my hypothesis... I think it's very likely that we're living through the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, which will run afoul to what a lot of pastors teach on Sunday, which is their own bizarre form of self-help classes that they've somehow come up with. But I, a lot of what is taught in churches today is not found in the Bible. Well, this that guy that you, the false prophet, he thinks that free will is gone. And 
the thing is, is that you can learn a lot by listening to him because for people who want to learn and understand that he's telling you a lot what's happening, but a lot of scientists will tell you the same thing that are really on the edge of science. You know, my show does a lot of trying to deal with a lot of that, but free will is gone. If you have the propaganda we have, if you have the censorship we have, if you have the frequency technology that actually implants emotions and thoughts into people's heads. I mean, we are really, really close to humans, unless you're strong and independent thinking, and you're not aware and conscious of what's going on, you don't have free will. You know, um, what you're saying is is powerful. I want people to listen to what he's saying because what you just said about frequencies and technologies, I, I, I know your listeners respect you, but I'm just saying for anybody who's hearing this for the first time, that might seem like a pretty big leap to go, what, we're losing free will? So please listen to what you've all know Harari said recently, folks. If you have um, uh, a good two-way communication system directly between brains and computers, it also means you can connect several brains together to create an inter-brain net with a because it's it's the same the same system, the same communication system. And nobody has any idea what this means for things like identity. Who am I when I can access directly the brain of another person. And they're saying that inside these COVID-19 shots, there's mRNA modifying nanotechnology. Now let's talk about it. Well, wait a well, before you get, oh, you want to talk about that? I was going to make a comment about what he was saying. They taught rats, they downloaded the brain training for rats to be able to go through a maze. They can directly, if you're actually directly, your brain is actually connected to a computer, they can they can feed you brain uh, waves and knowledge and they can go both ways and it, they can control. I don't, I, you know, that's my background. I'm a computer scientist by training. And, and so a lot of this is, I just really work hard to get people to understand frequency because the power of that, if you're not independent and you're not strong, they can affect you in ways you have no idea how strong that technology actually is. I'm sorry, keep, go keep going and comment on what you well, were going to say. Is, I just want to be able to know this. What, what you're saying is so far beyond the realm of what I think most people think is normal or acceptable or possible. Um, I want people to listen to what you've all said during an interview here. COVID makes it, it accelerates the process of digitalization and automatization. It legitimizes the deployment of mass surveillance, even in democratic countries, and it makes surveillance go under your skin. Okay, it makes surveillance go under your skin. So if we go to timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation, timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation, I have put all of the patents that relate to the Great Reset all in one place. So you can go there. There's a big red button. So you go to timetofreeamerica.com forward slash revelation. You click the button that says view the COVID-19 Great Reset diagram. And if you read it, you'll see all these patents. And so let me just read a couple of them. These are just patents and the numbers people can look up. Uh, I know it, it makes it less exciting to read patent numbers, but I have to give you the numbers so you can pause it and play it back again. This is patent number US95391. B2, assigned to MIT, Harvard, says here, vaccine nanotechnology. What? I mean, are, what? Yeah. Okay. Uh, another one. One more here for you. This is a CN11222091. Uh, 
Nano coronavirus recombinant vaccine taking graphene oxide as a carrier. What did I just say? A nano, like small computer, coronavirus, like we all know about this. By the way, corona, for anybody out there that doesn't know this, the word corona equals 666. Just throwing that out there. Okay. So nano, small computer, 666 virus, recombinant vaccine taking graphene oxide carrier. Okay. So what we're talking about is if you open your Bible to Revelation chapters uh, 13, verse 16 through 18, John was exiled on the island of Patmos, and God gave him a vision that there would be a time where people couldn't buy or sell unless they had the mark. And I always thought, because I went to churches that never, ever, ever talked about it, ever, I thought about, well, it's weird that it's in the Bible, and then our church never talks about it. So I I, I never really understood that, so I just kind of, eh. And But when you read the Bible yourself, or Daniel chapter 2, Daniel had a vision that in the future, man would try to attempt to mix the miry clay, which is human flesh, with the iron. That's man with machine. And when you start to now hear the visions of Yuval Noah Harari and Elon Musk and Klaus Schwab, and you start to look into what transhumanism is, and you start to see the head of uh, the head technologist at Google, Ray Kurzweil, openly talking about putting nanobots into your bloodstream uh, that will, what? I mean, what you're saying is possible, it's plausible, and it's happening right now. And it so, is. Well, and, and it's it happened in the early 90s when all the Iraqi soldiers um uh, surrendered because they put the voice of God in their head and told them to, and they have videos of all the, in fact, there's a Ted talk of the CEO of that company talking about the technology and how they did it. They, I mean, he just talks about it openly. They got all these soldiers to surrender because they told them they were surrounded. You're going to die, all this other stuff. And they all came out and surrendered. This is real. And I even talked to people back in 2016 or I don't 2015. I don't know when it was years ago with, cause I talked to a lot of people who are from the Indian reservations and the healthcare on the Indian, they've been testing this for at least 25 years, chipping, chipping Indians and, you know, the native Americans, Indian, indigenous people, um, they would put these chips underneath their skin. And so when they went to the doctor or their bank account and all this stuff, they would, it would all be tracked in their body. If they didn't have money in, on, in their account, they couldn't go to the doctor. They were doing all this stuff with them and testing whole communities. It wasn't in the media, but the people I talked to were telling me all about these things they were doing. They've been testing this for a while on different communities. And if you go look in Africa, in India, they've been doing even more testing. I have a friend of mine. Um, I don't know. That's a friend. It's a loose word. What was a friend mean? A friend is where you uh, choose to spend time and you share values with the person. So I'll just say a former person that I used to be friendly with maybe. Uh, and she was an employee of mine, worked with me, worked for my, I, just to give you context, I used to have a massive company called djconnection.com. I haven't owned it in over 10 years. We used to do, this is all pre-Christ folks, so don't judge, but I used to be America's largest uh, wedding entertainment company. We, we do 4,000 weddings a year. We also do a lot of clubs and that kind of thing. So There's maybe- nothing wrong with that. Well, you you get the idea. Some people think yeah. you're a DJ. Some people think, you know, you're uh, leading- You playing music, entertainment yeah. at weddings. That's so- Well, the, the problem was, is that some of the events as a DJ sometimes- are not necessarily wholesome. But all I could say is I did that career and I was playing music and I wasn't thinking about the words in the songs. Someone just worked me on this. I was not thinking about the words in the songs. I never thought about what do these words say? 
never thought about what are these words. I just played them because they sounded good. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people now have a smartphone because it sounds good. You know, you have a smartphone. You're going, oh, this is cool, man. This is, woo, I can find my location anywhere on the map. Woo, I'm in the mountains. And my, look at this. And they'll send you a pin drop. I'm in the mountains. Check it out. And, and it's like exciting because I'm in the mountains. And I can send a pin drop. And now you, Sarah, can know that I'm in the mountains. And there's I'm on a remote island. And, and, and I'm it's amazing. And look at the ring doorbell thing. And I can now see who's at my doorbell when I'm gone. And then the new self-driving car, it's so great because it can park itself. And it can come get me. And this new Neurosity is the company. It's called Neurosity. It has a, has a, has a brain interface that's non-invasive that allows you to drive a Tesla with your brain. Uh, it allows you to move, move your mouse with your mind. And you start to think, oh, this is awesome technology. And before I judge you for having those thoughts, folks, I was a DJ playing songs that were a lot of times during the club, not so much weddings, but during clubs, the songs were just gross. They were nasty. They were not good. It was a club environment. I'll skip the details. But the point is, I wasn't thinking what I was put, putting out. One thing about what I was doing, what agenda am I advancing? And at the time, gangster rap was big. A lot of the songs that ad advocated for violence was there. And if you look at who funded a lot of the gangster rap community and you look at the agenda behind the drugs in these communities, you realize, wow, people like me unknowingly were advancing the agenda by playing these songs that created that culture or pushed that culture, encouraged the culture. And a lot of people now are using their smartphones and they're oblivious. A lot of people are sending their kids to public schools and they're oblivious. A lot of people are going to a church that's actually telling people it i've heard this i've heard this from churches now they're saying many churches are saying if you follow christ you'll be blessed financially so therefore you should take the shot <laughs> you can keep your job i'm not kidding i've heard this it's so dumb i know it's so dumb but you know i what i always say to people because i've been covering it, this advanced technology and frequency and all this stuff for years and I always tell them that it's a the technology itself isn't evil. It's application of it. It's kind of like a gun. You know, guns aren't evil, but it can do some pretty evil things. You know, it can go and slaughter a lot of people at war, but the gun can also be a tool for protection. And it's the same with this technology. You can, it can bring eyesight back to people. It really can do wonderful things. But when we have people who are leading this world, who are blackmailed using children as the blackmail and the currency of the powerful is blackmail, we, we can't have this kind of powerful technology in the hands of people like that. We have to become much more aware, just like what you're saying. It's really in line with what I've been, we've been working at with all the people come up and over the years, my kind of my body of work is so people to wake up to how powerful this technology is. We cannot have this type of power in the hands of this type of people. I mean, it's, we are in trouble. Well, I never want to, I never want to speak for my friends on this show, but Cash Patel happens to be a friend of mine. He was and is very close to president Donald J. Trump and uh, cash has recently been calling out Elon Musk. Now, Cash, when he when he and President Trump first met Elon Musk, I don't know what those conversations are like. And I technically, uh, frankly, I don't know all of the details of exactly what the relationship was between SpaceX and the U.S. government and all these kinds of things. But all I know is that Cash is now calling out Elon Musk. Many people are starting to see the agenda of Elon Musk. They're beginning to see, you know, Bill Gates, we're told, oh, Bill Gates was just, he's trying to help improve education by giving these new smart screens to the schools and Google's trying to improve our kids by giving the kids the new, you know, free laptops. And, you know, so many people have believed that lie 
But then now we're figuring out, okay, this is the actual motive. And so the purpose of me doing the Reawaken America tour, and I want to be very clear with it. Um, I have found it a creative way to lose a lot of money. You know, as we take this event to Las Vegas, <laughs> Nevada, you know, that's a great it. statement. I'm sorry. Yeah. I had to laugh. Oh, it's crazy. We're going, August, <laughs> August it's We're going August 25th and 26th to Las Vegas. And I thought, you know, years ago, if you would have asked me, I would think if you're bringing Roseanne and Jim Brewer and Cash Patel and Eric Trump and Don Jr. and General Flynn, Mike Lindell, et cetera, Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. the late, great Dr. Rashid Batar, the late, great Zelenko, you get a lineup like that, you would think that you would have venues lining up to want to host them. But you know what? Every hotel, every church, every venue in Las Vegas that has been recommended to me or that we called has said they cannot host the Reawaken America Tour event because the event is, quote, unquote, a reputational risk. That's a thing. So, wow. Second thing is then I, I, I rented a facility. Uh, kind of like a patch of sand uh, north of Trump International Hotel called Craig Ranch. And we have to build a free span, air-conditioned, $600,000 expense to build this thing so that we can host the Reawaken America Tour event because they, who's they? Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, mainstream media, they don't want you to know this stuff. And so now that we have the event constructed, we're on the verge of selling out. We have just under 500 tickets remaining. We've got the generators secured, the air-conditioned facility. I've done this 20 times, by the way, so I'm kind of used to this now. Now that we have every detail nailed down, the media begins doing hit pieces saying, Clay Clark promotes anti-Semitism with Roseanne Barr. You know, well, Roseanne is Jewish. <laughs> so the media, because they can't push the narrative, they found I an know. interview that she did where she was speaking strictly in sarcasm with a very long windup indicating that she was doing sarcasm. And they took that clip and said that Roseanne is, you know, anti-Semitic. Uh, they have Jimmy Levy, who also is Jewish. These are two Jewish people who are on the tour, and they're saying that Jimmy Levy is anti-Semitic. And the average person who doesn't think says, oh, no, the tour has two anti-Semitic speakers. They're Jewish, which would imply they hate themselves. Or in New York, uh, we did the New York Reawaken America tour, and one-third of the speakers happened to not be white. It was like you know, 40% of the speakers happened to not be white. And I don't sit down and make a quota, sure. but that's like when you look at the U.S. That's population – 40% non-white speakers is pretty indicative of our population. It just happens to be indicative of the doctors I had on stage. And the, uh, the, the media in New York was saying it was a racist event when, in fact, our speakers. So when the media showed up to do their interview, Sarah, the mainstream media showed up and they said, Mr. Clark, can we interview you? I said, absolutely. And they're doing the interview. And I can't make this up. Behind me is my good friend, Dr. Stella Emanuel, who's black. Pastor yeah, yeah. Leon Benjamin, who's black. General Flynn, who's white, and uh, a, an attorney by the name of Trisha Lindsay, who's black. So of, of the five people that were being interviewed, three of them were in on camera that were black. And the audience happened to have a large group of people that were Hispanic and Asian. And, and so the media ran a story on the mainstream media. It says, racist, we're reporting live here from the racist Reawaken America tour. <laughs> and behind them is all these That's people that exactly crying. right. That, that's what we're dealing with. It's total lunacy. And, I, you know, I mean, my whole family, my husband's from Mexico. So, and my kids are, you know, half me, half him. So I, I get it. And I don't know how you can be racist by doing all this stuff. You just, I'm just trying to tell the truth. I, I love all people of all, I don't love all people. Well, I try to love all people, but I love all people based on their quality of their character not how they look. But I, I want to um, ask you then, where can people get these tickets? People should be going to this. They need to be, yep. now they don't need to agree with everything that you believe in order yep. to learn. 
right? Well, I mean, come on, we need to work together to, I don't even agree. to defeat but, this stuff. Go ahead. I'll say this open invitation to you. If you want to speak at the next one, I don't know where we're going, but I'm meeting with uh, uh, Eric uh, Trump next week to figure out where we're going next, but wherever we're going next, if you want to come speak at one of these, I'll, I'll, I'll lie you to do it. Um, if you want to, and if you don't, I respect the rejection. I'd love to go and speak. I'd like to speak on the tech, my, the technology where this is. Cause I'm, Pretty so, unique in this because I have that background. I'd love to speak. Thank you for I'm, asking. I'm committing right here on your show at the next Reawaken America tour after Las Vegas. I'm committing and I'm going to give out my, my cell phone number so your listeners can text me and hold me accountable, and you can too. It's 918 851 0102. 918 851 0102. That's my number. But what happens is I don't, when if you come and speak, I don't give you a teleprompter, I don't make you submit your slides ahead of time, I don't take on any corporate sponsors at all. I'm the only event I know of that doesn't do that, by the way. And people ask me, well, why do you not take on sponsors? Why do you and your wife lose money? The Rolling Stone came and they said, could we be, could we do like an embedded report on you? And I said, sure. So the Rolling Stone, their reporters rode with me in my van, went to the Holiday Inn where we were staying and audited what we were doing. And they were like, wow, you have a really lean team here. Uh, wow, you let people name their price? How do you make any money? And I tell the reporters, well, we don't make any money. So the reporter says, well, do you mind if I ask the attendees what they paid for a ticket? So they're running around asking people, excuse me, uh, I'm with the mainstream media. Can you tell me what you paid? People are like, uh, $45, someone else $200, someone else $70, someone else $500, someone else $1, someone else. And, every, and they, the, the media comes back and the guy says to me, I don't know how you're doing it because I'm I'm getting the totals and they're all over the map. And you're, you're actually letting people name their price. And I said, well, if my motive was actually to save the nation, that would be the kind of thing I would do, right? because I believe it's that urgent. So that's what I'm trying to do. And then, so the media ran an article. You can find the Rolling Stone article. It says, Clay Clark may have bitten off more than he can chew because I lost money on the event. It's so all I can stupid. say is we are it's making this affordable. So everyone, if you're listening right now, I grew up crazy poor and I know what that's like. If you go to time to freeamerica.com, you can pay whatever price that you want to pay. And in a way, it's kind of like attending a wedding. If you want to bring a big wedding gift, or no wedding gift, or a little wedding gift. Um, people can do what they can. And but you do, know what, do what you can, but try to donate too. I mean, if you are someone that can afford it, know that you you're doing this on out of your own pocket. So if you're somebody that can afford a hundred bucks or five hundred bucks, yeah. please do that. Right. If you can't, then I same. I give people subscriptions for free. If you can't afford it, please let me know. But yeah, it helps. I just want people Every to know that because that's important. Yeah. Well, we, you know, I, I do these events because I want to save the country and you could say that I'm selfishly doing it because I want my five kids to enjoy the freedoms that I enjoy. Exactly. You can say it's selfish because I want your family to do well. Exactly. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. And then someone says, are you, are you white? Uh, definitely white. They go, so are you a, a nationalist? Well, I'm not a globalist. And they go, so are, are you a, a Christian? Well, I'm not a pagan and I do believe in Christ. So then they go, okay, so what you are is you are a nationalist who is a Christian. That's what you are. You know, so there's always going to be someone who attaches. They try to come up with different narratives. But all I can say when you come to the tour is you're going to see 70 plus speakers. And I let all of them name their price. What? I let every speaker, everybody who's there names their price. And every speaker says whatever they want to say on the stage. So like every attendee is paying whatever price they want to pay. And every speaker is saying whatever they want to say. And sometimes the speaker will get off the stage. I tell, I, sorry, I say to my to my speakers, please just vet your sources. That's my only thing. Please no speculation. Please no hunches. Please no, um, you know, guesses. Let's just go with facts. 
And uh, the speakers have done a great job of honoring that. Now, I've had to uninvite a couple of speakers. We've had a few speakers that, you know, if you get sure. 70 speakers on stage, you get a few people that kind of played to the crowd and maybe said something that I something that was their opinion. And it turned out to not be the right opinion. And, and that's kind of like a family reunion. I think if everybody has a family reunion and you're probably going to have your crazy uncle Eddie who says things you don't agree with. Well, and it's so free speech, right? I mean, you're going to get it all. Right. And I would say we, I, I, I would say right now, if I look back at it, we probably have 97, 98% of the speakers I would invite back again. And there's probably been one to 2% where, you know, a guy gets up there and shares a theory and I'm going, I don't know that your theory is accurate. And I don't think you do either, you know? And so there's a little <laughs> bit of that. You know, I think yeah. They the don't have anything to back up what they're saying. Well, let me ask you before we're done here. Some people mm -hmm. think it's a, it's a really uh, political thing and you're backed by the Trump family and all these things. Is that true? And are you trying to be political or are you just trying to get the information out? Well, I'm trying to get the information out, but I want to be clear about this whole political thing. Uh, Eric is my friend. That's my bias. So whatever that is, so just put that out there. He's my friend. So in the way that your son is your son and you're excited for his wedding, Eric is my friend and I want him to do well. I see Eric go through the subpoenas and the lawsuits, and I watch what he and Laura go through, and they're my friends, and I want my friends to do well. I also don't agree with President Donald J. Trump about the mRNA modifying nanotechnology shots. I don't agree. I've been very public about it. I'm not going to get on stage and push warp speed. I don't agree with Operation Warp Speed. I also know that President Trump is the only leader that I've seen in recent history, and I'm talking about Obama, uh, George Bush, George Bush, uh, uh, Nixon, uh, that stood up to the World Economic Forum. I mean, it's the first person I've seen say out loud, hey, Klaus Schwab, right. we're not going to follow the globalist agenda. So um, I am of the persuasion that President Donald J. Trump is the best candidate currently uh, for uh, available to stop this great reset madness. And I've watched that. However, I can tell you, we've had Robert F. Kennedy Jr. speak at our events and he's got up there and he's talked about, um, you know, what's inside the shots. And I a hundred percent agree with him. So I can just say, I, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, paid by the Trumps. I'm not sponsored by the Trumps. Um, the Trumps have not said that they have to attend, um, you know, but I mean, Don Jr. will be there. Laura will be there. Uh, Cash will be there, but also you have people that are, uh, we have one doctor. I just talked to him this week. I won't mention his name because I think he's more private with his beliefs. But he said, I disagree with Bobby Kennedy Jr. on his belief because Bobby Kennedy said out loud during, an, during a Twitter space interview with Elon Musk, he said that China cannot and is just cannot and does not want to uh, compete with us militarily. This is what Bobby Kennedy said during an interview with Musk. He said, China cannot and does not want to compete with the U.S. militarily. And this doctor is former military. And he says to me, I 100% disagree with Bobby about that statement, but I agree with him about everything else. And so, therefore, I am a, a Bobby Kennedy Jr. supporter. Is that a problem for me speaking at the events? And I said, no. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, so it's a thing where I don't think anyone's going to have the perfect candidate that we all agree on, but we have got to stop the Great Reset. That we absolutely have to stop that. Well, General Flynn, from my understanding and my background uh, of him, is he was a Democrat before this whole yeah. thing started. So you have a lot of same with uh, Peter McCullough, Doctor Peter. He was a Democrat. A lot of these people were Democrats who woke up. Same with um, Naomi Wolf. She was yeah. obviously a Democrat. So and she spoke there as well. All those guys have spoken at your your thing. So this is really a unified. Um, mm fight to just get the truth out there. 
You know why uh, people hate uh, why the deep state hates General Flynn? I'll tell you this, by the way. He's been married for 30 plus years to the same woman, and he loves her. He loves his kids. He's pro-life to the core. And when President Trump and he connected, and I'm just over, I'm over simplifying a conversation, but President Trump was saying, you know, what can we do to stop these endless wars? You know, what do we need to do to stop sending our young men and women to die in harm's way in a yes. war with countries we've never heard of? Yes. And, and General Flynn said, well, we need to do A, B, C, one, two, three, and we're done. And so Trump took the information that, that General Flynn provided him. And what did he do? He got America out of the endless wars during the last 18 months of Trump's administration. Someone can fact check me. There were no deaths. No U.S. soldiers died due to violence related to conflicts in foreign countries. He was the and only so, president in 40 years that was a peaceful president. Yeah. So you talk about, you know, it's called the military industrial complex. That's a whole different show. But you have people like Raytheon and Halliburton and the Cheneys and the Bushes. They need there to be a conflict to be relevant. And General Flynn got us out of the conflicts in his first seven days serving with Trump. Those guys laid out a plan to get us out of the war. So they had to get Flynn out of the way. And all Flynn wants to do is make sure that everybody listening to this show does not lose a loved one in a foreign war. And so that wonderful moms and dads like you and your family and my wife and I and your listeners out there that we can enjoy weddings and not funerals. That's all he's trying to do. And I just think people out there need to understand that General Flynn is a great man who's absolutely unapologetic about his faith. And he just got to a point where he was going, I know I was raised Democrat, but I cannot support the death of babies. I mean, you have states like California now talking about baby murder 28 days after the baby is born. You're talking about late-term abortion. You're talking about now post-birth abortion. I mean, come on now. So General well, Flynn it's, is just It's the most extreme legislation in the world, in the history of the world are in the history of the modern world in the last few hundred years. I haven't checked it. I actually did a presentation on that, looking at all the countries of the world, seeing how extreme this legislate, not just California, but also I base it on my own state of Minnesota, which is the, the, a lot of the abortion activists think it's the most extreme in the world. And, and it is. And then I did a whole presentation on not just that, but some of the other normalizing pedophilia and all these crazy things that they're doing and and showed legislation and how they're doing it. But it's crazy. But keep going about filling. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just no. I had to throw that in because it's that extreme. I just say, I mean, General Flynn to me is like a, a father figure. I, I absolutely love him. You know, yeah, I've so heard that I, from other people I, who know I, him. I, I, I just, he's been a mentor to me. He's a great man. He's unapologetic about his faith. And as I'm going through financial persecution, you know, with subpoenas and lawsuits and the things I go through for hosting these events, he's been like a father figure. And, and General and General, General Flynn is just the real deal. Eric Trump is, is kind of like a brother to me. Uh, I, I love Eric Trump. I support him. I really do care about him. Uh, Mike Lindell is kind of like my uncle. You know, he's kind of like that enthusiastic uncle. He's up there in the great state of Minnesota with you where you're dealing with mosquitoes and crazy left-wing <laughs> Democrats. And he's just trying to do what he can do to save this country. He brings a lot of energy and enthusiasm. Uh, Peter McCullough is kind of like the family doctor of the whole movement. You know, he's the guy who's always bringing a, a calm, steady hand from a medical perspective. Everybody's got a different role. And I just encourage people come to this event. It's like a family reunion. We have just right now, just under 500 tickets remaining uh, for the reawaken America tour, Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, you can name your price. So again, if you go out to Las Vegas, you might want to stay at the Trump international hotel where most Patriots are staying, or you could stay at a different hotel. But when you get there, you know, you can afford to go. It's going to be awesome. It's two days. 
It's 70 plus speakers. You can name your price. I promise you, you're going to love it. Doors open up at 6 a.m. We kickstart at 8 and we go until about 8 p.m. each night. You're going to love it. Well, thank you so much. You probably learned a ton through this process and probably grew a lot. Pain through being <laughs> sued and, and attacked and smeared. You grow quite a bit. I'm, I, I know, <laughs> but I assume you are. So thank you so much, Clay. Again, give us the website. It's a time to freeamerica.com. That's time to freeamerica.com. And I'll say this. If you want to find jobs that don't require the COVID-19 shots, you want to find COVID-19 vaccine religious exemptions, or you want to watch the Reawaken America Tour documentary, you can watch the documentary for free. All of that's there at time to freeamerica.com. Again, that's time to freeamerica.com. Just under 500 tickets remaining for the Reawaken America Tour, Las Vegas, Nevada, August 25th and 26th. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Clay. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great wedding. Bye-bye.